0: Hey everybody, welcome to Westworld Dives. We're, uh, we're coming back at you with what, episode 5? Yeah. Is this episode 5? Uh, genre, episode 5 out of 8, we have crossed the threshold of the halfway point of this season. And uh, I'm going to call it right now, April, April 12th, time of death of my giving a shit about this show. Ooh. Because holy fuck, I have some Ooh. feelings about this episode. Uh, how did you feel, first of all? I, I know you, you shared a little bit more than I did. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is delicious, I got to tell you, uh, because because I wasn't a huge fan of it. I also think that there are individual moments of just being like, this fucking show, though. Like like this episode, like many other great episodes that it has, is also a perfect uh, like sy- synecdoche of its problems as a TV show, of its storytelling methods, about how beautiful it can look, how many resources go to it, and how it's always fucking squandered in the weirdest ways... Um, and what pisses me off is like, everyone's acting really well. Like I got specific, mm-hmm. uh, accolades to give to people. Um, yeah. And that's the problem. It's like, I want, this could be like a standout episode and I think I want it wanted to be. And then again, yeah. there are moments where I'm just like, word, I like that song, I like the way they're <laughs> doing that. Like, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I want to get more critical and like analytical, but I think now you have to enjoy the show on almost purely a frat boy, just getting drunk and watching it because in that way it's fun it's a fun ride
0: i I wish i could enjoy it on that level i tried to because here's the thing this episode was almost fun it had a like all the ideas in it i kind of liked i saw what they were going for but it's like they stopped short like three yards of the fucking finish line you know like it, it was just like, like, there's this climactic car chase. I'm just gonna be all over the place. I don't get, I do no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold <laughs> on.
0: We gotta wrangle this. No, I'm sorry.
1: This, this, this episode demands to be wrangled, as it were. Okay. All right, let's wrangle no, because, it. because because the framework isn't that hard. Which is basically after the last episode, Dolores and uh, Caleb with with their new hired help uh have taken uh, r- fuck rich fuck I don't even know his name because who gives a shit I got to be honest um and and they're kind of on the lam and they're being mm-hmm. chased that's basically the framework for like 50% of this episode um but this leads to like okay we live in a world of technology and shit gets overrided all the time so eventually they get pulled over and we're going to get this whole action sequence and then she hacks the system and she's like top speed uh and I'm with you because I think this is where you're going. Apparently, top speed's 35 miles per hour. <laughs> like it was yep. the slowest and like most bullshit non-kinetic chase scene I've ever seen, Max.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that was like the beginning of well, no, not the beginning of the problems, but that was a part of the problem. Because I was like, okay, finally it's gonna kick into high gear and it's gonna get really fun and cool and some like just at least we'll get like this kinetic action sequence. And it's the most boring, low stakes, low <laughs> speed car chase I've ever fucking seen. I swear to God, like they couldn't even do us the common courtesy of speeding up the footage. It would have looked shitty, but it would have looked better than what we got
1: like I I, here's here's oh my god this just drove me fucking crazy because this is a new trend there was that show last year called Black Summer it was like a Netflix zombie show or whatever I got Mm -hmm. two episodes into it it was pretty abysmal Uh, but there's also a high speed chase quote unquote that no one's going above 30 miles per hour like I just couldn't understand and like what's funny is I watched the behind the scenes of this and like Mm -hmm. the, 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 the choreographer is just like you know every time I thought about just doing it practically and doing it safe they said
0: Ratchet up, so yeah, I did. <laughs> I saw the same shit, and I was like, That was ratcheted up. What did the the other this, version look He like? thinks
1: he's doing Mad Max, like, he right? thinks he's doing Fury Road. Like, I know it was, it was so you're right, man. Like, just on a story level, at no point did there feel like there was any real danger or stakes. Uh, and I want to give shout outs to Aaron Paul. I mean, really yeah. good at playing high, he's got he's had a lot of yeah. practice.
0: Yeah, (laughs) everything he's done now, he's fucking high. Um, and it's like, just as a drug trip, like, like this speaks to like this weird trend in the Nolan brothers' like collective filmography. Like, they are very good at like these kind of heady ideas and concepts or whatever. But when it comes to them like filming or thinking in abstractions, like a fucking drug trip or dreams, they do it in the most boring fucking way possible. That was the most boring drug trip I have ever seen in a fucking movie. or well, TV
1: well, show. well, what's especially disquieting about it, I think, or discouraging rather, is that the first one I'm sort of in. I'm like, oh, we're doing some noir shit. All right. And like the stark black and white. And I'm like, this could be good
0: yeah like it started off and i was excited i was like oh that's a cool idea for like a future drug or whatever like it puts you into different movie genres and stuff but like even then all they're doing is putting a black and white filter over it and changing the music they're not even really changing how they're filming it they're not doing like canted angles they're not doing exaggerated shadows right like nothing that's really speaking to like film noir i couldn't even tell you all the genres that he went through because at a certain point it wasn't clear one of them looked like a music video. Right. Is that just the music video genre? Like, was it genres of music? Is that my fuck up? Like, I'm <laughs> really confused.
1: No, no. I think it was supposed to definitely be noir and then at some point be a war or romance or maybe espionage. I mean, to your point, you're right. There was no clear delineation. And uh, the reason I was like, okay, well, the noir thing I kind of bought into because I figured, like, okay, well, the drug's coming on. So, like, it's going to become more detailed as we go into it and i thought okay cool this is an interesting way to let us know this is like the door he's walking through so to speak and then Mm -hmm. they never really kind of build out on that which is a little disappointing visually it looks good like again this is what drives me crazy there are so many shots in this move in this particular episode where i'm like holy Mm -hmm. shit it's like a beautiful composition but none of them are real. are really in the genre stuff like right. if there's one shot at the pier at the very end that's like perfectly fucking framed yeah. and there's negative and space there's
0: and that that yeah. one where like uh what's his face Siroc is like editing people which i was so checked out of the episode i wasn't really clear on what was happening and i didn't <laughs> care but like where it's like inside of his office and it's like it's really beautifully framed and like the lights are kind of fading and yeah. like and out or whatever, but aside from that, like I just didn't give a shit, and it was like these two clashing storylines. So we should talk about like it starts off with Surak, and I didn't have too much beef with that, aside from the fact that I don't care about any of it, and I don't care about him. I was.
1: Let me it. just add to that while while I do not care about that character, I would I would say that like God damn, Vince Cassell, oh, man, yeah, no, like. <laughs>
0: He's also, like, we were talking about, you know, our best actors, Benicio Del Toro being one of them. Vincent Cassell is also, like, one of those unsung dudes in both French and American cinema. Who's Yeah,
1: like, and we're going to get there, but, you know, just to jump ahead a little bit, he... I don't care about the character and I barely care about anyone's motivations. Yet there's this uh, showdown of sorts at the very end where uh, even though he's trying to put on this like facade of like, ah, oh, like I'm not worried about you. You're not really a threat. At the end, Dolores kind of gets the last fucking word and then we cut back to him and, and he sells the fuck out of that moment, man. Oh, like yeah,
0: Absolutely. But I mean, the problem with this show has never been the acting as we right. said, right? And it's like, yeah, bringing him, him in as like a new heavy hitter. Great. But this episode kind of neuters him in terms of being a threat, like, almost immediately. Like, right as we're getting to know him, oh, now he's not a threat. So now your narrative is inert. Because Dolores can't be allowed to fucking lose, even once.
1: Well, and and let's talk about the victory if we can, right? Because, again, the whole reason they're on the run is because they have uh, the fucking what's-his-face, Timmy, maybe, is his name I'm blanking. (laughs) (laughs) But, but. He he can unlock the like the information and and get it out in the cloud and and that's what Dolores is after. Basically, she's trying to buy enough time in order to get that information. Um, and a lot. Well, I'll tell you this: I like the framing device actually because that works for me. That like we're learning about Serac as Dolores is learning about Serac, so it's like a it's a dual utility. You know what I'm saying? Like we find out when the character finds out, that's fine. Uh, but but the this, uh, this fucking Serac thing is. Kind of interesting and also the bullshit and not important to the story at all. <laughs> like-
0: well, I mean, it, it's it felt like old west world which is fine, like that kind of like ponderous, super serious when the bombs fell, blah blah blah. But then it's like the problem is that it's cutting between this sort of dreary, heady, self serious tone, and then it'll have like Iggy Pop's nightclubbing or whatever, like nightclubbing, and then cut to my brother went mad and it's like just like this such a jarring like where do you want me to be emotionally because one story was not carrying me to the next right i I forget who was it that said something about um stories should always cut to meanwhile back at the ranch like as you're reaching the peak of one story the parallel story should kick into high gear and then you follow that emotional peak right and it's like that's how you do like dual storytelling and it always makes the story better because you never get tired of either one this one it felt like they were on two totally different tracks like there was never any intersection in terms of like the thematic or emotional highs i don't know i had so many problems with this,
1: this well no up. no you're you're doing that's the problem it's like you're like which one do i want you're just looking your chops trying to figure it out <laughs> the, the whole point is like dolores ends up buying enough time to get this information and what does she do with it I, lisa joy god bless her because i truly think she's the reason that shows decent mm-hmm. i just have to say <laughs> but i heard her say when i found out like by the way she's a writer so she like she's made it she didn't find out but she's when the muses told me uh how dolores's story was gonna peak i thought it was the single greatest act of anarchy on television which like whenever she might be right i off top of my head i can't name anything max you're an amazing historian of tv maybe you have something but like the when you have to say it as you said no Right. like it's not the single greatest thing if you have to make a declarative statement you've already kind of fucked up but her great act of anarchy is to release that information to uh, you know it's interesting she was a, a a liberator of her own people sure uh sort of and now she is not for altruistic reasons but she's liberating humanity right like getting them right.
0: off their loops Yeah, great. Um, Except they haven't put any work into making me believe that this world is real or even populated by human beings because every street shot, every exterior shot is completely absent of people. Like, it's bizarre. And maybe that's like a budgetary restriction. But like, I don't know, like suddenly cutting to like a bunch of extras and whatever, like crying and freaking out at their phones or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go, Go ahead.
1: I, I no no go ahead. I was just going to say this is like my favorite part of the the episode actually because this is really where I emotionally check out.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because um he, here's my thing. Like if if you today right now at this very second got a text and it said Christian Torres dies at age 62 of a car accident, uh never achieves anything in his life. Like what is your reaction to that? I don't know. I don't believe it. I g- exactly, I guess, I mean, it's
1: all if bullshit. Fucking exactly.
0: Like you don't believe it. It's like some bullshit. It's spam. You'd be like, all right, delete next. But yeah, like everybody's like, getting it. Start like rioting and they're throwing shit through windows. <laughs> okay, and fighting and they're crying and it's like, but it's-
1: that okay. But specifically the crying, I didn't like. Whatever. I sure that's fine. When they show people first finding out, I'm like, I buy into this. But it's everything afterwards. It's everything after like uh, I sent it everywhere. Who else? The whole world. And by the way, that line delivery very flat, uh, and mm-hmm. like the problem is the music 's good, you know everything 's really pretty about the scene there 's one guy throwing a brick there's one car that goes right. by showing it like what like what 's going on like this should be like a, a, if, if this like, is really the intended effect, we should see inciting fucking mass pandemic bullshit of, right. of like freaking out, and no we don 't because we see two examples everything is so. Again, if this ends up being future world or something, it'll forgive some of these weird things. I almost hope so. At this point, point, you're rooting for it because it'll (laughs) fix some of the sins, but it'll still fucking piss me off on a narrative level unless they do a lot of heavy lifting.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I know I said at a time of death, like, maybe the show can win me back. I just don't see how. I feel like the season has shot itself in the foot. Like, there's no, like, momentum at all like this episode completely killed whatever momentum this show had and like if it can't pull off the action stuff if it can't pull off the character stuff if it can't make me care about the characters if it can't make me believe in the world that it's setting up if it shows me a los angeles with an apparent population of like 10 people uh what the fuck is there to latch on to sorry but no. Like, no I, I
1: I think the other thing here is like the the thing that we gave it such praise for early in the season about focusing its story and only covering a couple people. I think has actually ended up being to its detriment because some yeah. of these episodes, you figure like, okay, we can cut out the fat here, here, and here, and get another subplot in for another character and advance this in a, in, a, in a better way. Because I even feel like Bernard, Bernard's there, yeah. like he's done nothing this season. Like that's important to the actual storyline.
0: Yeah, I was really hoping that this season would take the opportunity to make him, like, a, a proactive character who gets shit done. No, but it's like Completely no, reactive. It's just, he, he's just there to bear witness to whatever Dolores does. And <sighs> maybe that'll change, but it's, like, it's almost too late, you know? It's too late for any of that to fucking happen. Like, it could have been, like, an interesting clash of titans with Bernard on one track, Maeve on another, and Dolores on another, and they're all heading towards each other. And you understand exactly what they want, but it's, like, I thought I understood what Dolores wanted. Apparently, I don't. Well, she's Uh, helping
1: humans now. Again, not for altruistic reasons, but that wasn't, like, the initial fucking intent. Like, my thing is this. She found out about Sir like, two episodes ago. Remember, he was a black hole in the system. And then within two episodes, she's done that. So immediately, like you said, it's neutered him as a threat. Like, there has Mm -hmm. to be some other big bad out there because at this point, it doesn't really make sense, you
0: know? I mean, yeah, I guess all he has is Maeve now. I don't know. And it's like, I don't care about Maeve. Like, who is she in this story?
1: They've done nothing with her. I mean, so look, on the previews, what's what's weird is like, okay, well, they, we have three episodes left. So we see we're back in uh, war world for a minute. We see her back on the frontier for a minute, all in the simulation uh, mm-hmm. aspect ratio. So we know that we'll be back in that world at some point. We see Charlotte. We see William. Like, these stories, like, honestly... William felt like he could have been done after the last episode, like, like a sad little coda, you know, <laughs> like to, right. to end that story. But there's still, like, story, I guess, to be
0: told here. But yeah. well, like, he is in the trailer saying, well, I'm going to save the fucking world. <laughs> like, and it's like, all right.
1: <laughs> to your point, which is like, he needs to save the fucking show. To your point, it's like, there's just no momentum. Like yes. for any of these things, I'm trying to think of like this. Barry Barry's eight episodes, and I know it's completely fucking different, but no, on a storytelling level, no. This the show escalates, 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 escalates. That's how you tell a story. Right now, it feels like. <clears throat> it feels like there's no there's no time to start another arc like you know back when tv was 22 episodes you could do okay this is the blank arc okay that's six episodes okay then the next 12 will do this is that arc you know what i mean like you could have those multi-arcs within a season when there were 22 episodes with three episodes right. left and with so many fucking narrative balls in the air there's no i i take no joy in saying this i just think the show's fucking done
0: dude Yeah, it feels that way. But apparently they have some kind of master plan and it's planned out for the next like two or three seasons. It's just like they haven't given me enough reasons to care. They haven't sold me on what's happening so far. I have no buy in with this show. I'm just sort of like, all right. Here's my master plan.
1: Let's fire Jonah Nolan. Let's give Lisa a shot at the big leagues on her own without this fucking nerd. I swear to God, because I feel like all the worst fucking tendencies of the show has to be him. You know, she's over there trying to bring pathos and he's over there talking about like uh, singularity and fucking determinism and shit. Right. I will say again, I, I like parts of this because we keep talking about devs kind of in comparison to this show. Very mm. much about determinism versus free will and stuff. And I like that one part of the back backstory where it's like there are these true moments of randomness where you can call it, I don't know, a bubble of agency and I'm like, that is really fucking interesting. Like, there are so many ideas that are interesting, but they just don't know how to articulate.
0: Well, and they might in the last three episodes, you use that sort of like in a Westworldian way, like, oh, like we're just watching one iteration of what could happen if these events fall into place, and then cut to like Serac like, oh no, like this is me like looking at the fucking future and what might happen, so I need to change things like they might do i I think you just predicted the end of this fucking season
1: and that will drive me insane because then we wasted a year on literally no stakes you know what i mean like holy shit holy shit max like because that's the kind of thing jonah nolan's like maybe i i listen we're married trust me like for better or for worse i got the ending of this season yeah (laughs) she pitches it and she cannot make it make sense (laughs) she's like i don't i'll try i guess like
0: well, I mean, it, it, either that or it's a it's a fucking red herring because they introduce this fucking supercomputer that can like do predictive algorithms on like what will happen if you do this versus what will happen if you do that. And they even say that like, where do you? How much money do you want to make? Where do you want the stock to go? Right. And it's like, okay, like what are you doing? Is is this the show? Is this the story? Like, <laughs> that's the point of the season. It's a prediction. A computer, great. I miss when it was just, like, some Western cowboys, you know? Right.
1: That was awesome. There were robots. There was cowboys. Like, we we yeah, had our was... brothers, man.
0: <laughs> we fucked it up. It was weird. It was fun. It didn't have to make sense. Tony Hopkins was fucking around, and now I got nothing. I, I
1: think that really is what it is. I think these problems always persisted with Westworld, but when he had heavies, like yeah. fucking Tony Hopkins, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> going out there talking about, like, Michelangelo and shit for no reason, you know, yeah. like, it worked you throw a little radio head underneath like sure that's that's an hour you throw peanuts at them hbo give me a renewal but we're out of the park man tony hopkins long con so (sighs) it together
0: If, if this turns out to be like a Tony Hopkins dream and then the next season is just about Tony Hopkins just working at Westworld, or maybe. I would be happy with that. I'd be fine with that. I'd be like, at least there's something to look forward to.
1: But he's not uh, like actual, he's not like himself. He's like just the oldest employee in Westworld history. And
0: it's it's like that episode of St. Elsewhere, like the finale where it's just like all in snow the globe. dream of, <laughs> of an autistic child looking at a snow globe. We
1: got real liberal with autism in the 80s, it seems. But, uh, you know, anyway, not as bad as Westworld. That's all I'm going to say, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, watch devs instead or nothing. I don't give a shit. Uh, mm. Tune in next week. We'll continue reviewing this thing uh, oh. because we've committed to it. We're in too deep, Torres. I hate myself. But, yeah, next week. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bubby. Me too.